Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about self-confidence and don't let anybody fool you that you don't have it because you do. Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Karina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we are so stinking happy you are here. So stinking happy. Thanks so much for listening. As you know, Kirsten and I love talking about women and work. We want your workplace to be satisfying and happy and joyous and maybe a little wild every once in a while. So we hope these conversations help inspire you to make the most of it. You spend a heck of a lot of time there. Yeah, Kirsten? Absolutely. <laughs> so today's topic is one that's close to my heart and yours. And in some ways, it feels like a companion episode to the one we just released about likability, which I am so excited to talk about. Well, I'm excited to talk about confidence. And I was so excited to, to talk, talk about, about likability. We've gotten a lot of great feedback on the likability episode, which just dropped. It seems like we struck a chord with folks. And what I loved about the feedback I got on likability from people was not that, oh my gosh, I'm working so hard to be likable, but oh my gosh, I've never really thought about that before. Yeah. Right? So that was super cool that people were looking at it in a different way, thinking about their behavior at work, thinking about how they live in the world in a different way. Yeah. I loved that episode because of one of the things that you said, and it was towards the end. And you kind of encapsulated, encapsulated the whole episode by saying, you know, look, what we're talking about is we want gender, non-gender specific roles in the workplace. We want non-gender specific. We want non-gender. Let's just we clarify do. there. We want non-gender specific roles in the workplace. And so like a being likable, being kind, being um, displaying traits that make you likable seems to be expected of women more so than men. Mm -hmm. We want to flip that. Mm -hmm. But we're also looking for all traits to be non-gender specific, that women and men can both be lovely or strong or opinionated or kind or caring or confident. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which is, you know, sort of brings us to this episode today. On self-confidence. On self-confidence, which speaking of self-confidence, our listeners don't know, but I'm sitting here in my PJs tonight because that's how confident I am. In the clubhouse. In the recording podcast <laughs> studio clubhouse. On Instagram, every once in a while, I'll post pictures of the clubhouse you can see. The Queen and Kirsten get to work clubhouse complete with jammies. And really good ride. And we're whiskey. confident about that. <laughs> There you go. I know. And this was also an interesting uh, subject for me to dig into. Actually, all of the stuff we talk about is so interesting. I love it because our listeners may not know, but Kirsten and I just are intrigued by a subject. And so we say we want to record an episode about it. And then we do all this research and in some cases even challenge our assumptions or what we know based on our research. And then we talk about it on the air. So, And I think mostly we challenge our assumptions. And I was so delighted to have my assumptions challenged for this particular episode. Like doing the research on this one, I was like, this is really good news. So we have some good news for you listeners. So yeah. get ready. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your challenge, your assumption challenges? Now? Here's my big assumption challenge. Well, first of all, let's talk about Let's talk about self-confidence. What is it? What do we think of as self-confidence? And so when we talk about that, first we, you know, we go to the dictionaries because that's how we roll. We're research people. <laughs> we want somebody to give us the thing. So I'm going to read a 
Psychology Dictionary Online Definition of Self-Confidence, and it's an individual's trust in her own abilities, capacities, and judgments, or the belief that she can successfully face day-to-day challenges and demands. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's trust in yourself in a very deep way. Yeah, belief that you could successfully face the day-to-day challenges. By the way, listeners, I'm sorry. I'm smacking the table a lot today. (laughs) She's animated. She's animated. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the definition of self-confidence. And when I went into this episode, I went in with the assumption that women are not as self-confident as men. Yeah, me too. And I was like, oh, women have to be as self-confident as men. And then as I started looking through the research and the data and the studies and Here's this big secret, I think anyway, at least it was a secret to me. (laughs) Women actually are as self-confident as men. However, they are punished for exhibiting characteristics of a self-confident person. It is not socially acceptable for women to appear self-confident. So, okay, there's some bad news in that. But here's the good news. The self-confidence is there. It's not like women are less confident in their abilities or trust themselves less than men. Right. So hallelujah to that. It's just that we don't necessarily present it in the same way as men, and we're penalized when we We do. do. Because of the patriarchy. Because of of the asshole patriarchy. Uh, I know. Here we go. I know. Right? I stopped myself from saying the F word. Good. Hopefully we still get a PG-13 rating. I want to talk about self my own battles with self-confidence, though. Battles? No. I haven't battled with self-confidence. I've battled with too much self-confidence, probably. Mm, talk about that. Well, in my younger years, I'm going to say 20s, college, probably uh, high school, college, for early on in my career, I just believed I was right and operated as though I was right. And the smartest person, kind of smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I had a lot to learn. I mean, I am now, clearly. <laughs> Everything's just been like rectified and it's fine now. But I operated with so much self-confidence and it was un... Warranted? Right? Yeah, unwarranted. Yeah. And I think it was, kind of, A, it was sort of a turnoff. And I think I was probably punished for that in some way socially. But I had to figure out how to moderate my own uh, hubris, my own excessive pride, if if you will. What happened to help you moderate your six year excessive pride, as you call it? Well, I think I had some people who were honest with me about sort of my behavior and my impact on others, and the fact that I had a lot to learn. So that was good. You know, my parents also they tried. You know, God love them. But <laughs> but now, as a sort of mid career professional. And someone who's been through a lot, I don't struggle with, I, I, I feel like I am rightfully confident. You have a better perspective on your own abilities, lack of abilities, judgment. Yes, like, yeah. yes. I'm fine saying I can't do that thing um, because I'm confident. I have self-confidence. I'm, it's okay for me to not know everything, mm-hmm. where I think when I was younger, I kind of felt that pressure. But I do still struggle in a couple of situations where um, I... I should be more confident and I'm not. What are those? Um, I think one of them is physically. I mean, I follow my kids who are both, you know, boys and my husband, who's also very athletic on most of our athletic endeavors. And the older my kids get, the, you know, yeah. the, the the farther I fall on the behind. Yeah, oh, behind. Yeah. And I'll never forget my nine year old heading off into this trails on some whatever. And I was like, okay, that's it for me on the ski slope. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Except he was nine. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I'm kind of there. T- I was kind of there too. And um, where I would see my kids and my husband approach things with a level of confidence that I just didn't have, but I was doing the same kinds of athletic. I was doing the same runs on my snowboard. I was riding down some of the same trails. Just having a different experience. Yeah, but I, I didn't see myself as confident. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the same level of confidence. So some physical stuff, but also even just in this consultancy, sometimes I um, send off a proposal and then I don't hear back. And the if that were a grant proposal in an organization, the organization I used to run, I'd be t- I bet I would have total confidence about it. But as I'm, you know, trying new endeavors, it's a little bit, sh- you know, I shock myself sometimes about the negative self-talk. And I think that is a lack of self-confidence. Because in some you way. don't have any information yeah. yet. And yeah. I think the key to what you've said is having information about your behavior, your performance, and what you can do. So I do think that there is in self-confidence, this level of experience, mm-hmm. you know, because I do feel like for myself, I've learned, like, I feel like I have a lot of self-confidence because I know what I'm not good at. So talk to me about that for a little bit. Okay. But not a lot. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> just talk a little, Kirsten. Um, and that is a good thing to always tell me. Just talk a little, Kirsten, because otherwise I could get out of hand. <laughs> I have a tremendous amount of faith in my judgment about what I can and can't do and what I can and can't deliver and how I can and can't perform. I, n- I am absolutely certain um, that I will not follow any of my children down a ski slope. Absolutely certain. And honestly, like, you know, my little thing is when I retire, I want to learn calculus. Seriously. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Hook but you up with my dad. Hook okay. you up with your dad. But like, I'm aware of my kids are so facile with calculus. And I don't know if I'm going to be that facile, right? I don't know if I'm going to be that good. I suspect I won't be. So I have, I think, a respectful understanding of what might not be a great skill for me. Not that I'm not going to do it or learn it, calculus, but my confidence is, I think I have a, I have, I have good judgment around the fact that I might not be that good at it or it might be hard for me, mm-hmm. right? And there's some things like skiing where I'm like, nope, I'm done. I have reached the pinnacle of my success. So that's part of my confidence. So you're confident on the bunny hill, but I'm maybe not on the I'm confident on the bunny diamond. hill and I'm confident I don't want to be in the black diamond. I trust what I enjoy, what I love, what I find satisfying. And not that I don't challenge myself, because, man, I'm going to take down calculus. I'm going to smack it down. (laughs) And I don't own it. (laughs) You're going to own that bia. Crazy. (laughs) But seriously, like when I learn calculus, it's going to be a calculus smackdown. (laughs) So back to this dictionary uh, definition then. So you have trust in your own ability, capacities, and judgment. And you have belief that you can successfully face day-to-day challenges and demands. And I would say the latter, the second part of that, I'm 100%. But sometimes I I don't trust my abilities or or capacities. Um, When you're learning new things. In judgment when I'm learning new things. And that's when you have to fall back on the things you have learned successfully. As somebody once said to me, the best predictor of the future is the past. So whenever you're looking forward and you're thinking, "Mm, can I do that? I think you need to look back on what you've learned in the past and what you've been successful in the past and say, hmm okay, there's some evidence in the past that we can do this in the future. Which I think is a really great, re- really great? It's a really great. It's will we wait. <laughs> That's really great learning here at the 10-minute mark or 11-minute mark, number one. And that is, if you're in a situation where you do lack confidence, looking backward, like you just said, letting the history predict the future and seeing sort of where you had performed and where you have done well and letting yourself own it. 
You know, and you've been a great teacher to me in a lot of that. You know, when I um, jumped into this consultancy, when I quit my old job, even when I was tackling big things in my former job, you always displayed a level of confidence that um, I respected. You 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 um, kind of bolstered me up and helped me see something. So thank you. Because for I'm that. a good judge. I have good judgment, right? I mean, seriously, I can look at you and say, "Oh, you've done all these things. This is going to be fine. You can do this, right?" Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you have good judgment, so you chose challenges that challenged you, that were mostly within your reach. Is what we want, right? Yeah. 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 Which is, you know, two two of the sort of what do you do about this? So if you do feel yourself or hear yourself kind of lacking confidence, or even in the way that you present. Um, to your friends or your colleagues, one of the things you can do is surround yourself with people who boost you up. Oh my gosh, the six people you surround yourself. That's what I say all the time. You yeah. are the six people you, you do. You do. With. Hey, though, can we talk a little bit about how we got to this subject? Yeah. I love the way we got to this subject. Your experience with a friend. Yeah. So I have a friend who was recently given a, a promotion at work. That was a big promotion. It was something she's been looking forward to for a long time. And we went out to celebrate. And I said, why do you want it? Ooh, I love that question. Yeah, just like, I'm so excited for you. Tell me why you want it. And she said, well, the pay's really great. Mm-hmm. And everybody tells me I'll be good at it. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Everybody tells me I'll be good at it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I said to her, that's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I only have like two friends because this is the way I talk to them. I said, that's not good enough. <laughs> I want friends are me and this other person. This other person. Yeah, I got two. No, maybe three. So, and and I said, I want, now everyone's like, hmm, what about me? No. I said, I want to hear that you have vision that, that you want to see happen, that you are, you've made these, you know, you have this great ideas that you want to come to bring to fruition, that you're so excited. What are you going to do with what, this Yeah, position? what are you going to do with this position? And instead her answer was, you know, unacceptable to me. And we talked about that. And I just want to put a footnote here. I think your aunt, her answer was unacceptable to you because you know there's something more in there. Exactly. Because you know I her know well her. enough to be like, mm, that's not all that's in there, my dear friend. Right. Exactly. I know her. And that's being a good friend. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. And so, no, potential friends, listen up. I'm actually a good friend. So, so then she said she's been thinking about this and she's been in other situations where people ask her, hey, I heard about your promotion. Are you ready for the job? And her response has sometimes been, oh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I want to know, just as another footnote, how many women asked her if she was ready for the job? It's all, a lot of them are women. As opposed to saying, I'm so excited to see you in this job. I can't wait to see what you'll do. Right. Which So footnote as to how we talk to people who get promotions. Are you ready? Right. No, not helpful. No. Not helpful. Exactly. And we're going to give you the power to do the job. So- she and I were reflecting on this when I asked her permission to share the story on the air. She said yes. And in fact, and she told me these stories about other interactions, and she catches herself displaying a lack of confidence when in fact she is, is confident. confident. Yes. And so. Thereby proving. You're what you said in the beginning, which is women actually are the research. And so I walked away from that thinking, oh, my God, she's just like all the other women who aren't confident, and we need to do an episode on confidence to bolster women up, to boost them up, to puff them up. What we found, as Kirsten alluded to or said directly at the beginning of this episode, was actually that's not true. Women are confident. We just don't display it. So when you, where did you find her confidence? How did that come out of the conversation? 
Well, I started asking her pointed questions about what specifically she wanted to do with the job, why she got excited in other ways. You know, I challenged her to think more deeply about what she was doing. And I gave her a safe space to own her power and her awesomeness, I Mm -hmm. think. I think that's how it happened. Which I think is great, which is another way we can support each other is to just say, I am here to receive the golden nuggets that I know you have ready, the pearls of wisdom to drop, right? Yeah, exactly. The rainbows shooting out of your mouth. (laughs) Mouth. Just be clear about that. I said mouth. I said mouth. (laughs) So your conversation with her illustrated what we found in the research, that in fact, women are confident. She was confident in her ability to the job. She did have a bunch of great ideas. It's just that she did not feel comfortable expressing, evidencing, articulating, showing. Is that those the right words? Those are all great verbs. Her confidence. Yeah. Fascinating. It is fascinating. Okay, what's she going to do now? What's she going to do differently after your conversation with her? Well, uh, like I said, after that initial conversation, she caught herself in several um, subsequent conversations displaying, like saying things that came across as as, uh, unconfident and kind of caught herself, which is great. We've also talked about how, especially because she's in a male-dominated field, she's going to own her power in the room and not be the person who sets up the meeting or fixes the AV equipment or pours the water for everybody or cleans up after the meeting. Gets the chairs. Gets the cha- whatever, reserves the room. We've talked about, but I don't know if that how much that has to do with confidence or how much of it just has to do with my wanting to kick the patriarchy in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny, you know, when we talked about this before, I typically own the room to control it. Yeah. Like I do chairs and water and whatever, and I might get someone else to do it, but I'm like, like I'm the captain of the ship, man. I think I'm trying to achieve the same thing your friend is trying to achieve. Yeah. And that you and I are different in that way and that way only. Just that way. Everything that is just it. totally alike. That is it. So back to this assumption that I had, which was women are not confident. Obviously, we've now said 700 times that that's not true. Studies show, research shows that's not the case. I, but I do want to go to what I think of when I think of a confident woman. Mm-hmm. Do you mind? No, I love this part. I love the confident woman. Because I think that for me, when I'm in the presence of a confident woman, so I started, I tried to think about if I'm in the presence of a confident woman, what is she doing? How is she acting? How is she speaking? And I kind of came up with my own list of the things that I that trigger my brain to say, yes, she's confident. Mm-hmm. And the first and foremost, I'm going to say somebody who doesn't apologize for themselves. Someone who doesn't quali- qualify what they're going to say or what they do with, I'm sorry, but. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, uh, we women say, you know, way more than men and probably don't even hear ourselves saying it. I think that's right. Another character trait um, that I think of when I think of a confident woman is someone who owns their own space in the room. And I think that I, this is a personal thing for me, too. Will you laugh I'm at? smiling because when I say they own their own space in the room, I think they're comfortable in their space in the room. They're comfortable in whatever, chair, seat, space, paper, whatever. You know, they just have a level of comfort and ease with their body in the room. Yeah. Which I'm always uncomfortable with my body in a room. Not always. No, I mean, it's just a physical thing. I'm fidget. I'm fidgety. She's but yeah, fidgety. But this is right. somebody who, if you need to get, you know, yeah, exactly. You you do not 
cross your arms in front of you. You don't, you know, do the classic. Unless you're pissed off, then you can cross your arms. But you know, like the making yourself smaller. <laughs> totally. totally. All that kind of thing. But I will say when I'm mad, I cross my arms and then I say what I have to say because I am trying to communicate I'm irritated. Exactly. <laughs> then you spit fire. Cross my arms and then I spit venom. Okay. And I was going to say the only, the other thing that's mo- really important to me when I'm evaluating whether I think someone, a woman is confident or not is that whether she has something, seems like she has something to prove. That typically takes away from confidence. In my opinion. And so the flip of that is somebody who owns their awesomeness, who knows they're capable, competent, and who com- who comports themselves, carries themselves in that way. Yeah, but doesn't have to constantly tell me how great they are. Because then that's like over, that's like you're, you're um, what's the word? You're, you're accommodating, you're making up for. Yeah. Yeah. There's a better word than that, but I'm not getting it. And uh, what about you? When you think of a confident woman, what comes to mind? For me, I see confidence when I see women who are willing to not know, willing to be vulnerable, willing to be curious, willing to listen, like all of that in the same at the same time as holding your own ground, holding your own space, holding your own confidence. That to me is when we get to the core of confidence. If you can listen to somebody else, Potentially, if they disagree with you, or if they know something you don't know, or be curious, that to me is probably the epitome of confidence is I'm so confident in who I am, that I can manage whatever you throw at me, mm-hmm. good or bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know. What you so mean. that's a big thing. When For me, it's, you know, I always think about the tension of like, two ideas or uncertainty or complexity, right? The comfort with that is for me like the final level of confidence. We also found some other character traits, character traits that people, women and men are both supposedly um, that evidence confidence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Self-assured. Well, no shit. Yes. That's the whole point. (laughs) Willing to take risks. Generally positive, yes. which I thought that was interesting. You know, I, absolutely, of course. Yeah. What else? Body position, people who maintain eye contact, if you can speak. You know, like I said, if you can still stay true to yourself in the face of differing opinions and be clear about what it is you believe. Yeah. Um, honestly, this is a weird one, but your appearance, do you care about how you look? Now, I think there's kind of the disheveled professor or the mad scientist that that don't fill these norms. And there's other things that don't fill these norms. But like you care about yourself, you regard yourself and your appearance shows that you care about yourself. Um, so these are all sort of universally um, understood to be traits that you display when you're a confident person. Um, I'm going to just throw up a couple more. Those are people who speak up in meetings, project your voice if you're direct and clear in your speech, and you assert yourself and promote your own ideas at work. Now, here's the rub, ladies. According to an article we read in Forbes called The Confidence Gap is a Myth, but a Double Standard Does Exist, how women can navigate this. And I believe it's information for men too. The author says, we read these behaviors as indicators of confidence, those behaviors that I just referenced. And colleagues often infer a lack of confidence when those traits are absent. Because many of these executive behaviors show up more in men, we perceive that there is a confidence gap. But again, we will say it for the fifth time, there is not. The issue is that Self-confidence may be gender neutral, but the consequences of appearing self-confident are not. It's the patriarchy. Uh, Here they come again. Mm -hmm. Coming after you, sisters. Just be aware. It's there. And so the other piece of that is the question, why? Why do women who are confident 
feel like they can't display those traits. Because they get really negative backlash when they don't. It's like the likability episode. It's like they're, we're expected to behave a certain way. We're expected to act a certain way. We're expected to be submissive. We're expected to defer. We're expected to support. It's all of those things. And that's why, you know, what can you do about this? Well, of course, there's you can kind of think about how you appear and all those sorts of things and how, whatever. But at the end of the day, it is about dismantling the patriarchy so that as we talked about in the very beginning, people can be who they are, right? Whoever that is. Exactly. And that it's non-gender specific. Um, and, you know, it, it's just, this is so fascinating to me, again, because I had I'd bought into it. Mm -hmm. I bought into this patriarchy's expectation of women's behavior. Which is really something for you to say, Karina, because usually you don't buy into stuff like this. Oh. You don't. You usually are. I mean, I think people will agree with me. Our listeners will agree with me. You are usually relatively freer of that stuff than the rest of us. So the fact that you've kind of bought into this or you've experienced this pretty significantly tells me it's a big problem for the rest of us. Well, and it's funny because I don't think I ever applied it to myself, but I was judging other women's lack of confidence. The sort of that question, then again, though, what do we do? The point of this episode is for folks to, gosh darn it, it's the way we, it's as usual, check into what you're doing, check into your behavior. And I'm going to make a point. Most women I know are confident. Most women I know are confident. There are things that they're not confident about, but fundamentally they're confident. And so I want to encourage women to act out that confidence at work right? To speak well to yourself about yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Always talk yourself up. Do not talk yourself down. Right. You know, Annie Lamont says that we play KFKD, you know, KF'd in our ears, and we cannot do that. We cannot be broadcasting BS into our ears. We have to speak well of ourselves. We have to, I mean, then we have to like check into the self-care episode, take really good care of ourselves. And I love what you started with. Don't apologize for yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what else should people be doing, Karina? Well, I think that, you know, there's everything from what you should be doing inside your head to what you should be doing, doing at work. Mm -hmm. So you said applying for jobs, having the confidence to go for that thing that you really want, having the confidence to trust in your judgment, own your idea, speak up, promote ask yourself, for the project, ask for the promotion, own how great you are, own your own contributions, mm -hmm. and stop frosting your confidence in likability. I love that phrase. Do not frost your confidence in likability. Right. Stop apologizing, like you said, mm -hmm. but also surround yourself with people who make you feel good. Find those friends who say, uh, 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 that's not good enough. Come on, let me hear how great you are. Let me hear how excited you are. Let me hear how, you know, what a great job you're going to do. Um, also, if you are somebody who has great confidence, find ways to lift other women up. Say yes to that mentorship. Say yes to normalizing women being great and expressing greatness. And so, and at work, you know, it's funny because this whole episode we've done assuming that people care, assuming that that people want self-confidence. Yeah, the confidence is important. Do. And I'm going to say it, they it's do. It's incredibly important. Further research has shown this as we see. So do you want to talk just briefly about that at the end here? So here is the deal. When you have self-confidence, your life is just better. It is associated with positive mental health. 
the individuals that have a sense of their own self-worth, that have self-confidence in their abilities, they enjoy life more, they're free from self-doubt, they have less fear, they have less anxiety, they have less social anxiety, they have less stress, they have more energy, they have more motivation, and they have a more enjoyable time interacting with other people. And that is super fancy psychological studies on our website that you can find the links to. But study after study really shows that being self-confidence and trusting your ability to navigate through the world, you know, it's about trust. You trust yourself. And when you trust, everything is easier. Yeah. So back to that definition, if we can end on that. Self-confidence is your trust in your ability, capacity, and judgment or belief that you can successfully face day-to-day challenges and demands. That's it. Which you can, sister. Which you can. Which you can. You get to move through life as though you can. Absolutely. You don't need to frost it in likeability. Do not frost it in likeability and maybe a little shiv to the patriarchy. Exactly. Shiv to the patriarchy. That's a good That's a good place to end it, eh? <laughs> cheers to... we're close to Canada. Cheers, cheers to jammies in the... Clubhouse making podcasts, Kirsten. Thanks for listening. Krina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Krina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 